Welcome to episode 26 of the Dudes Spake a Dudes podcast. This is not a podcast about the best holiday cookie recipes, nor is it a podcast about the worst made-for-TV holiday movies. Rather, this is a podcast about dudes who are spanking dudes and dudes who are being spanked by other dudes. And for this episode, this show is hosted by three dudes. Hi, I'm Jaden. Hello, my name's Richard. Hey guys, and this is Scott, also known as Red Spank Scott, or Hotbot Scott. Uh, <laughs> uh, welcome back, of course, always to Jaden, who has been on several episodes now, and he has brought with him, uh, introduced me to Richard, um, who is here on the podcast for the first time. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Richard, and your relationship with the spanking community. Well, my name is Richard Yu. I'm from, I was originally from the Maryland area, and I recently moved to D.C., and my relationship with the speaking community is first I joined the ABDL community and through there I found some couple daddies that helped me go into the more disciplined role. And from there I went to a DC spanking party and met um, many people in the community. And you were just at one yesterday, weren't you? Yes, I was. <laughs> I was at the monthly DC spanking party in Green Lantern. Yeah, and so for the audience, uh, for those who are not familiar, because this is going to be actually the focus of this episode, ABDL stands for what? ABDL stands for Adult Baby Diaper Lover. Yeah, and so yeah, we'll be getting into that this episode, uh, but before then, uh, we've got some uh, updates on some important spanking events. Uh, Jane will help us out. First of all, the big one Camp Red Tails is back. So we had in a previous episode, it looked like it was going to be canceled. We had heard behind the scenes that there was some work going on with it to uh, get it back on track. And it looks like that's the case. Jane, what's going on? Yeah. So the last episode, uh, we shared the bad news that uh, there was an announcement that camp had been canceled. Um, it has been restored. Uh, there are some uh, new people that have stepped up. Um, and they're working on uh, uh, the plans for next year, but the, the dates are confirmed. And if you go on to uh, WAPS or the Dudes Fank and Dudes uh, Twitter feed, you can see the information and the dates. Yeah, it's, it's really great to have it back. Um, it's in July. Uh, it's been a very important part of the community. And again, as Jaden, as you had mentioned, that was your introduction to the spanking scene, right? Yeah, it was, it was the first event I did. Uh, which is a little bit unusual because it's a uh, it's a multi-day event. It's it's a fairly fairly large commitment because it's uh, pretty far from uh, any major airport. Um, but it's uh, it's an immersive experience. I mean, you go to camp, you're with like-minded people. It's a beautiful um, getaway uh, in in the mountains in Northern California. And um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a very transformative experience. I think for anyone that goes, uh, particularly if you go early in your in your, uh, you know, involvement in the spanking scene, uh, you really get to know people well uh, over the days uh, that, that camp goes on. And, and everyone's there the whole time as well. They do all the food there, and you know, because there really isn't much around it. Uh, if you wanted to, you know, to leave the, the property, um, there's really not much there. So basically you, you go and you're just immersed in that for the uh, period of the event. Yeah. Um, so it'll be good. It'll be good to see that back. And then we need to talk about our event that's coming up soon in March, Hot Seat Retreat. That is moving along. Uh, literally yesterday, I just got some banners that I ordered that will be hanging outside the event at CCBC, the hotel in Palm Springs. 
just to let everyone know that it's going to be a great big weekend of spanking and fun. That is on March 5th through 8th. Uh, registration, of course, is still going on. Jaden, can you uh, update us on where things stand with that right now? Yeah, so currently we have 67 people registered, um, which is um, remarkable considering it's the first time we've done this event. So we're yes. really thrilled with the response um, that, that's come in. It has slowed down a little bit. Um, we did fill up the uh, main resort um, actually at the end of November, and uh, it's taken us some time to get the overflow accommodation um, lined up. But that is now uh, available for booking, and I actually issued – uh, the first four room codes yesterday afternoon. So if you are interested in coming, we do have rooms at our Overflow Hotel, which is less than a mile away. And we're also providing transportation uh, each morning uh, that, that's to get gonna be to, uh, me. to breakfast. That's going to be me, that, right? Driving, that'll driving, be Scott. <laughs> driving the CCBC van. Um, yeah, so they have a little they have a little transport van. It's, it's Palm Springs. So it's, you know, a little um, – so, yeah, so please, uh, if you're interested, register. We will also, of course, have uh, one-day passes if you're in the Southern California area and you can't commit to doing a whole weekend thing. Um, you can come out for a day, come out for Friday, come out for Saturday. Um, uh, we'll be planning events for Thursday night. I'm kind of um, – the reason I asked Jaden, Jaden is kind of overseeing the registration process. Uh, and the website, because uh, that's his expertise, and making sure that everyone's got a place to stay. Uh, I am kind of starting to just getting started on dealing with the logistics of the event itself. Um, so hit me up if, and I, I think I said this in the last podcast episode, if there's anything you would like to see at uh, a weekend spanking event, anything that you would like to experience that would make you more inclined to want to come out and participate that would help introduce you to the spanking scene, uh, help you make this big commitment to come out to Palm Springs if you live somewhere else in the country. Hit me up and ask, and um, I'll take that in consideration. So with that, let's get to this episode. We're going to combine essentially the, the real life of spanking and the fantasy life of spanking because the ABDL is essentially a combination of both. And that is the intersection between the uh, adult baby diaper lovers uh, community and the spanking community and uh, what they have in common and what those of us who are into spanking need to know about dealing with folks in the ABDL scene and, and vice versa. Or if you're having these fantasies yourself and you don't, you know, and, you, and you've never acted on them, but you might want to know. So, so um, Richard, uh, yes. how did you, how did you tell us about your background as an ABDL person? as having as someone with this kink, with this fetish? Well, when I was growing up, uh, actually, when I was in fourth grade, I first got interested in diapers because I was a little kid, and I used to go to baby carriages, steal it, and try to wear it when I still could fit into to use pull-ups. And I always had a fascination with it, even before it was even sexual. So from a long uh, as a kid, I stole baby diapers and then <laughs> growing up I also uh, started making my own diapers when the baby diapers didn't fit anymore so I got doggy pads and I cut leg holes and tried to make my own makeshift diapers growing up only until puberty started I discovered different websites such as uh, dailydiapers.com or are you padded where I've discovered that there's an actual community of people into the same thing I was. 
So from there, I saw all these photos. I got to look at all these profiles. And back then, I was still too shy, so I didn't make a profile of my own. But it was cool to see a bunch of pictures of it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of fascinating that it goes back, you know, all the way to childhood because one of the things that uh, uh, guys who are into spanking have in common is that they had similar, you know, the fantasies weren't about diapers, similar fantasies from a young age, but they were about spanking and, then, you know, concepts of spanking fascinated them. Uh, and it was completely separate from whether or not it had no re relationship as to whether or not they were spanked as a child. It was just a thing they started recognizing about themselves from a young age. So it's interesting that there's that sort of relationship and intersection and similarity. So so as you got older, you know, and you got more and more into uh, this ABDL community, what started directing you towards the spanking community? So for me, the main thing that happens was for the ABDL community, one thing I appreciate the most was the daddy-son relationships. So I went online, I met a couple of daddies. I love the bond between the discipline, between the dads and sons, being spanked, being told that I have to wear a diaper and that's my punishment. And I enjoyed being regressed into a little kid and being told that I, since I'm bad, I have to be disciplined and I have to go through these phases. So, so how I was able to intersect this is when I was in college, First, I wanted to join the King community as a whole, so I joined the letter community. After two or three years there, I met a couple of people in the diaper community. So I spent about a year or two searching for the diaper community and made friends all over the United States. And then only recently, a year and a half ago, I picked up the courage and went to my first spanking party in D.C. And from there, I made a lot of new, new connections and a lot, met a lot of people who traveled from far away just to, so they can go to the spanking party in D.C. And that's also uh, eventually the the Mid-Atlantic Leather Mal uh, is how you met Jaden, right? Yes, it is. Uh, we came across each other at the event and we started talking a lot on WATS, actually. Yeah, and so so Jaden, you um, and you've mentioned this before, um, and, and we've talked about this uh, outside the podcast. You've as someone who's into spanking, you've kind of gone in the other direction. Not that you're you're not an ABDL person, but you are looking more and more at the ABDL community for to find guys who are into spanking, right? And so talk about that a little bit for us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, I, I'm definitely one of those people that Richard uh, Richard referred to as you know they travel the world for uh, spanking parties. Um, yeah, I'm one of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, yeah, uh, you know, my experience is, is very similar to Richard's, um, but coming from the, the spanking fetish, um, you know, definitely had strong interest in it, was well aware of it, um, pre-sexual, um, and, you know, continued to kind of explore it. Um, of course, also realizing that it, it wasn't really something I could talk to people about, so it's very isolative. Uh, and that's why finding a community is so uh, freeing, really. And, you know, the Internet, I think, helps a lot with that. I mean, I got the Internet when I was a teenager. Um, but, uh, you know, you, when, you, when you have these interests and, you know, you realize at a certain age that, you know, they're not really normal, <laughs> they're not <laughs> mainstream, um, it's very isolative. And so also, I, you know, as I got into the spanking community uh, in my 30s um, and, you know, met meeting people all over the country. And um, I also did find that it is it is a bit limiting. Um, spanking is a 
it's quite a small fetish. You know, I, I don't know if, if we know the true number of people that are, you know, part of our community, but I know that, you know, the largest um, site out there, Spank This Hookups, uh, has about 15 to 20,000 profiles worldwide. So it's a really small community. Right. Um, and there might be more than that. I, I think there probably are, uh, certainly in, you know, maybe non-English speaking countries. Um, but what I was, you know, considering, I guess, as, as sort of, okay, so I've really fully explored the Spank community um, worldwide. I mean, I've been to London, I've been to parties in the Eastern US and Western US and been to Australia and, um, is how do I kind of broaden that? Um, how do I cast my net a little bit wider? Um, and so uh, one of the things I was finding is on when I was, you know, guys that I was interested in uh, on spanking sites, um, also, you know, a, a good number of them also had this ABDL interest. And so I thought, okay, well, this is something I need to, I need to really look at because um, I, I need to be able to find a way to, you know, have, have a better chance of, you know, finding, finding people um, that I'm into. And so that's kind of how I got into it. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's talk about what ABDL, adult baby and diaper. First of all, those are kind of two separate identifying terms, like kind of like BDSM. You've got bondage and discipline and sadism and masochism, adult baby diaper lovers. Um, adult baby is sort of a, a, a one component of diaper lovers is another component. They don't necessarily have to be related to each other. Some guys are both. So Richard, could you kind of talk about that separation a little bit? Definitely. So for uh, for my involvement in the community, my perception is adult baby is more of the mental aspect of becoming age regressed, becoming a younger baby, and be being in a different headspace. Compared to a diaper lover, it's the actual wearing of the diaper. Uh, the reason why they coincide, um, correlate very well is because if you're in the ABDL community, if you want to be a baby, the first thing you think about is wearing diapers, wearing a pacifier, wearing a onesie. Those paraphernalias really help get you into the mental headspace. The thing is that I met plenty of people who once wants to be in the age regression, but they are not comfortable wearing a diaper because it is dealing with fluids and things that come outside of your body. So there are plenty of people who like being age regressed to infancy, but not wear a diaper. On contrast, there are plenty of people who wear diapers thinking more like a water sports that's right. contained. So every person has a different perspective of the ABDO community. But since it correlates very well with each other, that's why it puts together those two communities very well. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, the interesting, so the interesting thing is, is, is as ABDL is becoming more visible and more popular is, you know, uh, a lot of us uh, in the, you know, some of us who, who might not have these relationships with the K community, with the ABDL community, might look at the, at the diaper lovers and, and think that, it, like you said, it's about water sports. And it becomes a sort of an awkward situation because if you're into spanking, you're looking at someone who's into uh, diapers as in, okay, is it um, what we want to do with our bodies is not compatible. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't feel compatible. <laughs> uh, but, but it's a lot more complicated than that. Definitely. Okay. And it's, it's especially for spanking, it helps with the mental headspace to get into the age regression. 
because especially in the spanking community, there is a lot of people who want to feel like a little boy or a little teenager. So it's very similar. Yeah, yeah, we had, uh, and I actually got to know a, a newcomer uh, at Moonburn, the most recent Moonburn, who is a young, um, uh, identified as ABDL, um, was not in diapers. We did play, um, I did spank him a bit, but he uh, liked being forced to wear pajamas um, and being treated. He, he liked uh, the age regression as a form of humiliation. So, so for some guy, and for me, I had a, I have a hard time because I don't have a daddy mentality. So it's tough for me to kind of interact like with ABDL people in the way that makes them happy. It's not that I'm judging them for being ABDL, which is like, one of the things like, well, this is not, I'm not good. I'm not good at actual kids, let alone adults who want to be. Who, and so, but it, it was interesting in this case. So for this guy, um, he liked the idea of this sort of a, of a, a mean daddy who was humiliating him, humiliating him. I'm like, oh, I could do that, and so that became an interesting way of interacting. So, so that the uh, what what each ABDL person wants, just as with spanking, what that what that looks like to them can vary uh, significantly from person to person. Definitely. Okay. And so from that point then, what should those of us in the spanking scene, uh, as we're starting to get these, these, there were actually two, um, at least two ABDL newcomers to Moonburn. One was actually apparently wearing diapers. Um, and we've had, you know, there have been in the past uh, a person now and then who has, has come to Moonburn and, and has been wearing diapers. Um, what do those of us in the spanking scene who are looking at the possibility of interacting with ABDL folks, what do we, what do we need to know? The biggest thing that you need to know with, especially people in any kink communities that's other than your own, is that we can have multiple interests as well. Not just because we are ABDL does not mean every session has to be involving diapers. It's you just have to communicate with each of us individually because we all have different interests. And there's plenty of ABDLs who are into the pain and into being regressed. So for them, if you want to spank them hard, they want to be spanked hard. On the contrary, there are many people in the ABDL community who just wants the humiliation, who wants to be regressed, but does not like feeling pain. So each person is a case by case scenario, but don't. Don't be afraid to interact with us just because we're wearing a diaper doesn't mean that we want to be spanked only on the diaper. Right. Yeah, Jade, what has your experience been? How many how many uh how many boys have you played with uh with that are that are in the ABDL scene? Yeah, so I'll I'll talk a bit about how I how I made how I segued into it. So I think in, the last time I um the part of my last discussion was that you know, I was finding it was limiting on, on Spank This and, and other spanking sites. Um, but I was seeing these, you know, young, cute guys uh -huh. that were ABDLs, right? And so where do I find more of them? <laughs> and so that's when I found the site called Diaper Boys. And I have met probably about a half a dozen. So not that many. But there are there are a ton of guys on this site. Um, it's basically like Spank This Hookups, but for ABDL. And, you know, as Richard said, you, you really have to, you know, once you go off of a spanking site and you go on to ABDL site, and yes, it is bigger, but you can't assume that all these people want to be spanked or that they all want daddies. 
Um, definitely, you know, it, it's there's there's many different interests within that fetish community. Um, but I would say there's a, a pretty good crossover, probably, you know, 25, 30 percent um, who, who are into spanking. Um, and, you know, some of them are into pain more than, say, the humiliation or, or humiliation versus the pain. Um, and so it's just important that you. You know, a don't assume <laughs> um, because you're you know you're no longer on a, if you're no longer on a spanking site you know don't assume that that's what um, somebody in you know that's into diapers would would want to be spanked uh, or treated like a, a little um, but yeah communicate and also just be aware that the you know pain you know, pain tolerance might be a little bit different as well um, so if if somebody in in uh, ABDL scene is saying oh I love to be spanked you know ask them you know what kind of a spanking are you talking about <laughs> like is this a couple of pats like on your jeans is this you know pants down is this like a you know really hard spanking um just get a little bit more you know to, to make sure you're on the same page yeah yeah the, and then the interesting thing here uh, something that I always I, I always find somewhat amusing um in my time of, of going to Moonburn I've ended up spanking many newcomers to the scene and what, one of the things that's kind of amusing is uh, a lot of guys end up being able to take a lot more of a spanking than they ever thought. Uh, and it's one of the things that fascinates me, like the, the young man who came to Moonburn for the first time last month. I was, so I was prepared to, you know, I only used hand. Um, I was prepared to give a pretty, you know, modest spanking because he's new and he, he's just getting to know. And he actually took a lot of punishment and he got spanked by, I think, uh, two other guys uh, tied up by another guy. So, so he had, you know, over that over that time period, he got a lot of spankings, and he had not had that experience before. So, so it's very interesting. Uh, so, so don't be afraid. So, so for an ABDL person, we would say, you know, um, communicate, you know, your lack of experience first of all, so that we can make adjustments. Uh, and then number two, and someone like me who I have a reputation, and certainly if, if you're an ABDL person who has listened to this podcast, I'm pretty hardcore on pain. I love it. Um, I love really intense punishments. And when I'm bottoming, I love to take really intense punishments. But I, that's not all I do. And one of the reasons, one of the reasons why I like to play at Moonburn and meet with someone at Moonburn for the first time is so that I could be sort of what's called a service top. And just kind of give give spankings that match what people are looking for. And so I give a lot of spankings that are not about what I want, but are about meeting the bottom's needs. And, and there are a lot of guys who like that. There are also lots of tops who actually also don't give intense spankings and are not interested in really, really hardcore. They have the same daddy mentality. They have a daddy mentality that matches the ABDL's fantasy, which is you're a naughty boy, you know, here's the spanking. And it's about, it is about the control. It's about the feeling of being over daddy's knee. And yeah, there's some pain and your butt turns red and there's that feeling of being controlled, but it's not, you know, it's not heavy duty pain. It's, it's not really intense. So, so there's a lot of, variety among tops there's, as there is with the ABADL community. So let's talk about the, the networking and the role play. The role play, uh, role play is a huge component of all of this, right, Richard? Yes. So actually, uh, one thing I wanted to add is for Jaden, mm -hmm. he went to the ABDL community to find more people in his interest range, uh, younger guys. But for me, it was actually quite the opposite where 
I went to the spanking community to find more of the daddy type, more, right. more of the older types, which is quite fascinating how correlated those two are. But for ABDL play, I would say that a lot of people, especially if you wanted to go into that age range of being a baby, role play is very necessary. And everyone has a wide range of how they do it. But just having a caring daddy who regresses you into a diaper and you losing all the control so you can just enjoy and relax and be in control of a caring daddy. That's what a lot of people love about the ABDL because the cuddling aspect and the affection that you get from it, which is quite similar to spanking as too, because there's a lot of people who are into the age play um, daddy son scenarios in the spanking community. And they want to feel like a little kid who needs to be punished in a very loving way. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. For for people who uh, who haven't listened to all the episodes, if you want to hear more about that kind of play as well, with I guess what are called littles um, or middles, or not necessarily all the way down to the baby, but other types of age regression to the young boy. Um, episode eleven, uh, quarter time confident. Uh, we talk with uh, uh, about that uh, age play as part of this baking scene. So definitely listen to that if you want more. Um, but. Uh, so, so tell me what's different about uh, interacting with this since you go to since both of you have gone to go to a lot of spanking parties and you go to ABDL events. What's the difference? What what is the mood difference? How does it feel different? Well, um, I I'm more than happy to answer that question. Um, so in the spanking community, if you go to the parties, you do see a lot of spanking that goes on. So when I go to the spanking community monthly in D.C., if you can talk to someone, and if you want to be spanked, you can be spanked right there at the floor and just do your thing and have your scene right there at the bar. But when it comes to ABDL parties, it's actually interesting because it seems more like a college party than a kink event. Because when you're wearing, uh, going to the ABDL party, a lot of people are wearing their diapers, they're wearing their onesie, they're wearing paraphernalia. But since the ABDL mentality and there's not as many actions, the only actions that you actually see at ABDL parties is when you change the diapers. But conversation-wise, we talk about how we got into the community, but it seemed more like a regular conversation, just becoming friends. Okay. Yeah, and Jade, is, is, does that match your experiences? Yeah, so um, after I had done, had some experience, you know, meeting uh, meeting ABDL guys one to one, I did go to two ABDL events. Uh, both were in Los Angeles, and uh, typically, what what it is is, you know, Richard describes it well. It, it's more of a social. Um, I, the one in LA was at a bar um, called the Bullet, which um, is a, a a leather bar, I believe. Yep, I know that. And um, there were, well, gosh, uh, there were probably well over 100 people there. It was it was very packed. Um, and you see uh, a lot of people wearing uh, diapers um, and or, you know, age play clothing. Um, and what they do at, at the Bullet at the bar is for that event, they actually have a tent that's set up for, uh, for changing. And so of the few daddies that were there, uh, I think that they had to take shifts uh, working in this tent <laughs> doing the changing um, because they're just, you know, they really were outnumbered by, you know, the littles and middles. So 
which is something else Richard had said that, you know, that, that community, uh, there's really a shortage of, of daddies um, or older guys. Um, the other event I went to was a Christmas party and it was at somebody's uh, apartment, but they, they sort of had a, it was ground level and they had a patio. And so there, there were also a lot of people at that party. Um, but what, what struck me about it was everyone was just really welcoming and accepting. And I think any, any time that you go into these specialty fetish communities, um, you know, people are, they're just, they're more authentic and they're, you know, you, you lose that, that sort of sense of, oh, you know, I can't tell you everything because, you know, I don't, um, there, there's a sense of closeness or, or affinity, uh, when you, when you go to these events, just because of how, um, you know, how rare kink is and how hard it is to find people that you can just be, be yourself with. So, uh, I really enjoy, um, exploring that community just, you know, just, just to meet the people and sort of hear the stories of how they got to where they are, what their experiences are. Um, but I would say like both of those experiences, um, what, what they sort of told me as, as a, you know, scientist or a numbers guy is, is yeah, most of them weren't really into spanking. Um, I, so we're, you know, we're probably talking about, and Richard can kind of confirm because he, he knows the community better, but you know, I, I got a sense of maybe 25, 30%, um, you know, were, were both into the age play, you know, daddy son type play and we're into spanking. Um, so you know, it definitely wasn't a majority, but given how large the community is, uh, it's a significant number of people yeah, that's, that, that, that could cross over. Yeah, that, that's a pretty good number. Yeah. Um, Richard, do you agree? I actually do agree because when I go to the party, how I think of it is when I go to the party, about 50% of them are AB, adult babies, while the other 50% are just purely diaper lovers. They love wearing diapers, but they don't like the paraphernalia. They just wear a normal T-shirt diaper and have a beer in their hand it's just they that's what they like but then from the subset of the ab's or the diaper lovers as well not many people are into pain some of them are into just humiliation right. so it just whittles numbers lower and lower and lower okay. so i i believe 20 percent is actually a pretty accurate number maybe even less than that yeah. One other thing I, sorry, just to interject this. The other thing that I've noticed as far as like, you know, we're comparing and contrasting these two communities. Um, I, I believe too that it's in some ways easier to interact with, easier to set up, uh, meets with people at ABTL. Um, and, and I think it's, you know, that there's with spanking, you know, it's, it's more involved and in that, you know, your clothes are probably going to come off and there's going to be pain and you, you know, you're not, the first time you're not sure how, you know, how that's going to go. And whereas like with ABTL, like they're quite happy to come over in their diaper and hang out and watch Netflix. And, and so it's in a way, you know, I, I, part of what, what sort of pushed me um, to explore that community was that I was having a hard time finding reliable people that I, you know, I could meet for spanking. Um, I had a lot of people that would, you know, cancel out or stand me up and, you know, delete their profile and disappear. And it was just really frustrating. And I found with ABDL, it was, it was so much easier. So, um, so that's something else to keep in mind that, you know, it, it, it's, I, I think spanking can be quite a flaky fetish. <laughs> yes. Um, I'll, 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 I'll make a case for spanking here or, or sort of a defense for spanking. Spanking is very, especially someone who's, you know, now bouncing back and forth between topping and bottom. is that it's very, spanking is very hormonal and like pain, you know, what, if you have a spanking kink, 
like your reaction to it and the way it feels is influenced a lot by your hormonal states. And so like, if you're not feeling well, you literally, and this has happened to me several, several times. And, and most embarrassingly, just, I just had to abandon a spanking Christmas party um, a couple weeks ago because I got suddenly got sick. Um, if you're not feeling well, you can't take a spanking. Like it, it affects your ability, you know? So if someone's like, and this is why I tell people not to write profiles when they're horny. Because you will like when you're horny, you will want and you're a bottom. You just want to be spanked up and down the city. You just want to be spanked forever. And but then like if say you may make these arrangements and you go and meet some or you start planning to actually go there and you're not as horny anymore. And suddenly, you know, your feeling about the spanking actually changes. And so so I'll just kind of want to put that out there that like hormones like as i really of getting back into bottoming hormones influence you know your wellness and your your well-being influences your ability to to uh participate in spanking play so just a little bit of a defense but yeah it happens a lot <laughs> yeah and and so a few other things that i've done um that i, that I can talk about is is i i've become a bit of a, a collector of of age play clothing <laughs> so it, it's it's been kind of a fun side interest actually and in that I, I i shop bargains online generally, generally order stuff online i have I have gone and bought stuff um in person too uh, i've actually taken a boy to buy age play clothing in person which you know part part of the humiliation fetish right Right. So, but yeah, buying, buying underwear that, you know, boys underwear in, in large sizes. Um, and I, I have, um, several outfits and I have photos of them on my profiles if, if you look. Um, so, so that's become kind of something that helps me in between the meets, you know, when, when I'm either unavailable or, you know, I'm, I'm not get, having much success, um, getting people is then I can, I can just do some shopping and having, you know, photos like that to show, um, guys that are really into age play. Uh, it really helps and it really uh, probably, you know, I'm sure has um, sort of secured me more, um, more, more connection and, and more, more people showing up, you know, for, for, for meeting. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing that um, was new for me this year is I, I, a friend of mine who I met at Badass Weekend uh, three years ago. Um, and I, we, we decided to create a new event. And this is the first time I've spoken about this on the podcast, but it's basically an age play and spanking weekend. And so we've done three of them so far. Actually, I, I've only been part of two. The third one was done by my friend. It was done on the East Coast. But um, essentially, it, it's, you know, the concept was, and I, and I had this sort of fantasy since I was, like for quite a long time, but basically recreate a family for a weekend. And so we got an Airbnb and we had, you know, family rules. We had um, special clothes, uh, clothing. Uh, we had bedtime. We had, you know, meals and chores. And <laughs> so we kind of created this, uh, you know, art, this sort of fantasy family weekend uh, with, with lots of spanking discipline, of course. And uh, so, so that was really fun to do as well. Um, a little bit harder to find people for, for that, especially in, in the boy role, um, because it is quite a big time commitment. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so that, that, that was something, uh, you know, th that I explored as well. And, and I think, uh, as I meet more people in ABDL and tell them about that event, you know, they're quite excited about, um, how that could help them, you know, take their experience a bit deeper as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And then, uh, 
I, I think one thing I definitely want to include here, since since uh, we've talked about it, we, we we are talking about it is though that the participants that the ABDL guys are in are younger in the younger age range. Um, there is no you do you can participate in ABDL at any age. Um, there I know there there are plenty of guys my age. I'm you know in my late forties. Uh, and older who are also into this, um, uh, both in, you know, in the, in the gay community and the heterosexual community. Um, uh, do you know, do you have a good sense of an age range, um, Richard? For people in ABDL? Yes. So I'm, uh, like you said, I met people in various age range, but typically when I go to the parties, it's usually guys in their teens, actually, who are 18 or uh, 19, 20 all the way to mid thirties and forties. And lately I've been seeing much more younger guys because I believe ABDL is the new pup play. It's okay. a new fad where it's the new mainstream kink now. So that's one thing I've been witnessing very heavily recently. Right. Yeah. But don't be like, if you're like, if you're older and this is a fantasy that, that you've had now is an opportunity to start thinking about, um, trying it out uh because it was a community that was much you know like i said we've occasionally over years you know i've occasionally over years encountered a person here or there who was into diapers who was into age regression but over the past five years it just seems to be there's a tremendous growth uh in people identifying that way so so now is a, a good chance um, if you're thinking, if you're having these fantasies, if you've been, you know, listening to this podcast because you're into spanking, but you've been also been having these ABDL fantasies, now is a chance to start looking into it. And they're all, like I said, we had two guys at the last Moonburn who identified as ABDL people. Um, you're certainly welcome to come out to um, the Moonburn uh, involved in spanking, but, but do keep in mind, we... Um, we're not doing the we don't do the changing station thing, although I did see someone getting his diaper changed, but I don't think he I'm not sure whether or not he wet the diaper. It might just have been part of the scene, um, but the, the parties that that the Moonbird parties aren't particularly set up for water sports. Um, so I, uh, I, I'm sure there's. If, if there's someone who's interested in that, I'm sure you can discuss that with them. But anyway, I just want to make sure that people really, you know, if you're in the ABDL scene uh, and you're interested in spanking, uh, come out to Moonburn and we'll be nice and friendly with you. And the reverse is true. If you're someone who's into spanking and you're starting to realize, you know, you you this is an opportunity to express this fantasy if you've been having it. Um, anything that uh, either of you would like to add? Actually, uh, you brought up a really good point about attending these parties. Uh, the only advice that I have to say for ABDLs going to a, uh, to any parties is make sure to clean after yourself. Because, of course, like when you're wearing a diaper, pee doesn't usually come out of the diaper. It just stays in and you just take it off. But make sure to clean after yourself and put, put especially at a party that's not ABDL centric. Uh, and there's no changing station if you change yourself make sure to throw in the trash and be nice to the people who own the bar or own uh, own the house or uh, who's hosting the party yeah at, and, at, yeah at threshold we have we they have special antiseptic sprays that you can spray things down that you you know after you've done a spanking scene or something and people get a sweat or whatever you can yeah. spray and, and wipe things down to clean them off yeah and definitely for the people who are interested in abdl play 
I would highly recommend this is actually a really good time to try ABDL because now there's a lot of companies, especially medical companies, who are who notice a big market for ABDL diapers. Because ABDL having a buying diapers is actually quite expensive because every time you use a diaper, you have to replace it because it's disposable. So online, I, there are over 20 different companies that sells different disposable diapers with different prints or plain white, or there's a lot of different options that you can go into. And that wasn't there when I was a teenager. So the biggest thing is if you really want to try out the wearing a diaper for the first time, this is a perfect opportunity and search on Google and you'll find plenty of different websites. Okay. Jaden, anything you'd like to add? Um, yeah, along those lines, I, I recently found out and I received some, some photos from the friend that I, I do the age play weekend with. And, and he had been to this store called uh, Tykables, which is yes. uh, in Chicago. And it's, uh, it's out near O'Hare. So for anyone that's that's in that area or, um, you know, travels through Chicago O'Hare, um, definitely go and check it out because basically it's a warehouse that ships out all over the world um, ABDL diapers. It's a, it's a large company. And they have a storefront as well. And in there, they have all kinds of custom-made clothing and age play-related um, stuff. And it's really well put together. I mean, I, I just, from seeing the photos, I was like, wow, this is, you know, if we had something like like that for spanking, that would just be so awesome. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like a, a spanking museum or something that you could go see. Like, that, you know, we'd all make a pilgrimage. Um, it, but it doesn't really exist. I mean, even... Even leather stores, they might have one wall of, you know, of impact play equipment. Um, but, you know, there's really not, um, you know, there's no storefront or, or museum or anything for for spanking. But there is for ABDL. So uh, definitely check it out and maybe be inspired to uh, create one for spanking because I'd love to go to it. <laughs> okay. Uh, with that, that would that would be awesome. Uh, and of course, as always, whenever kinks intersect and whenever fetishes intersect, um, communication is key and important. Uh, just as it always is, even within uh, even within spanking, but in particular, uh, when you're when you're going back and forth, if you're an ABDL person meeting with someone in the spanking for the first time, and vice versa, really talk about expectations. Um, so that the two of you can have the best experience together possible. Or the three of you or the four of you. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to assume just two. Uh, but with that, um, we'll wrap up that part. But we do have uh, a couple of questions that came in, uh, which is great, uh, especially with J having you on here, uh, Jaden, because it was the first one is something that, that you and I have talked about significantly. Um, and I actually already answered this person, and it, uh, and I'll follow up with how things went afterwards. So, so someone uh, messaged me who was uh, pretty new to the spanking scene. Uh, and first of all, he had entered the scene mostly as a spanking bottom. Uh, and he says, in my limited experience, I have mostly bottomed, though my feelings seem to be changing about it. Uh, I'm interested in exploring the top side of spanking now, too. So my question is, do you think it's best to have two proof profiles like I do, as he's re you know, referred to me, or to list myself as a switch? I'm looking at my profile and think it sounds lame. Any thoughts? And so this was a focus of a panel that, that you uh, and our friend uh, that you did the, the ABDL party uh, uh, weekends with, as a matter of fact, at Badass Weekend, about having separate profiles. 
Um, and it was because of that discussion that it came back to do. So, so just to be clear for those that missed the last episode, I now have Red Spank Scott is now my profile for me as a top. Um, when I went to Badass Weekend, I started bottoming. I've been bottoming more and more. And um, and what I noticed at Badass Weekend is people kind of approached me as a top. And I wanted to make people comfortable with the idea that they can approach me with the idea of spanking me. And so I, I decided when I got home from Badass Weekend to create a bottom identity online. And that's Hotbot Scott. Um, and it's not it's not like a, a different it's not like a, a I'm pretending to be another person, but it really is the fact that my mindset as a top and my mindset as a bottom are very, very different. And I'm dealing with different groups of people and different expectations. And so so. I wanted those tops who were interested in me. And that was the big thing I discovered is that there were tops who were interested in spanking me uh, to be able to say, hey, Scott, I want to spank you. And here and I could say specifically, here's what I'm looking for. Uh, and I got that from your discussion. Jane. So, so what would you say about this question? Yes. Yeah, so I, I agree. I, I think that you're advertising yourself in a different way. You perhaps might use different photos and certainly different language in the profile. And so it makes sense to have a, a top and a bottom profile and, and separate profiles. Um, you know, the other thing to understand is that when you have a profile that says switch, um, what that generally means is people that like to do both within the same session. Um, and so there's a difference between that. You know, if that's what you're into, then have a switch profile. And it, I mean, it, it means that you could still meet someone and only get spanked or only give a spanking. Um, but it means that you're willing to, to sort of go both ways, um, you know, in a matter of seconds, you know, and, and, and I'm somebody like that. I, I'm really truly a switch. Um, but if you're, if you're looking to pursue one more than the other, or you're kind of in the mood for, you know, more bottoming or topping, whatever, um, then it does make sense to have a targeted profile. So I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. So, so what I told him is not to, um, work on developing, work on find, experimenting and finding out what his identity was before he made a second profile. Like it was years, like it, I actually, it was years before I, I started bottoming again a couple years ago as the podcast has gone out and it's gotten, and it's taken a while for me to get to that point of letting go and saying, oh yes, I actually do have a bottom identity. And it's not just, oh, I'll bottom for this guy. There's definitely a part of me that wants to be a, a big old bottom. And I needed a way to represent that. So, so my, my tip for him was to do some more play and get to know himself because he's new to the scene and get to know his identity before he starts making separate profiles. Because you wanted to, you know, you wanted to establish, you need to establish what you actually want before you create a profile that explains what you want if you're playing different roles. And it took me a long time to get to this point. Uh, and so his second question um uh, buy some good luck. Oh, and actually, I'm sorry, I don't mean to leave you out, Richard, because do you have any? You have some thoughts on this as well. Definitely. Actually, um, I had a conversation yesterday when I was at the spanking party that there, when you go to the spanking party and when you're a new f person there, usually you want to find the spankers, and a, there's a reason uh, for some reason. It seems like everyone who is a spanker and gets spanked, they all these bottoms that want to be spanked by them don't want to be spanked by them anymore, if that makes sense. It's just people have different personas of ideas of what a spanker is. Oh, yeah. And 
it's really hard for you to show both sides of your your dom and your boy side to make it feel appealing to the average consumer. Yeah, yeah, there's some, yeah, there are some guys who won't bottom for switches. It's a, it's a headspace kind of thing, and I kind of understand it. I don't judge it. It is a little bit odd to me, but I get, but it's just a different kind of headspace. You need your daddy, and you know you don't want to know that your daddy is getting spankings too. Um, so so I, I I get that. Definitely, and that was the biggest conversation that came out for this weekend is making sure that your perception it matches what you want. Yeah. And and then, OK, and so the second part of his question is he, he had an agenda here is that he had worked on a spanking session uh, within a very experienced bottom um, where he was going to be the top. So this is someone who was almost his experience is mostly as a bottom is now going to be doing a session as a top. So he had never spanked anyone with implements before. This was this is a very experienced bottom who liked a lot of implements. So kind of like me. Um, so he never spanked anyone with implements before, so he wanted to make sure that this guy got enough punishment to satisfy him without hurting him. So, so then he, I'm not going to go through the whole question, but his, his entire question, he has this entire plan put together of, of you know, it's going to start with the medium paddle on his pants, and then the pants will come down, and this will help compensate for his lack of experience, and then he'd hand spank him, and then some medium paddle swats, and then the guy likes the belt, um, which is a little bit difficult if you don't have any experience with the belt. So he's going to do face down on the bed. And so all the, so, so the second part of this question is like the explanation of what he was thinking of doing. Um, this is a common mistake that new tops make when they're new in the scene is trying to plan out a lot of stuff in advance um, with someone that you haven't played with before. And bottoms do it too. Bottoms have this entire. I, I, this was a huge mistake that I would make as a bottom coming into the scene, which is trying to like orchestrate this massive fantasy of what my spanking was going to be like, and then it never happens that way. Uh, and so my response to him is like, "So you're new to doing this? This guy is very experienced. So rather than coming in there with this big, huge idea of everything you're going to do to him." Go into there, talk to him, um, and and work things out about what the session's going to be like. Let him in. It's sort of it, the term is topping from the bottom, and it's it's something that experienced tops kind of don't like um, when when bottoms are are telling them what to do. But the reality is, tops have to learn how to top, um, and a bottom, a, a very experienced bottom, is a really good teacher. Um, and uh, as any of us can attest to, um, Sydney, who we've had on the podcast a few times, is a, a very heavy-duty bottom who's really good at communicating with tops about, like, when he loves straps and belts and leather, uh, and he's very good at communicating about, you know, when they're hitting. And so my advice to him was, you know, make sure he knows you're inexperienced and just kind of talk through a session and just be improvisational. The good thing is that they're both in the same town. Um, and, and this is great because you don't have to have the perfect session the first time because you're there with the, you're in the same town. You can co you can have repeated sessions. And so what the great thing is this first session you could do is um, this top can learn how to use these implements a little bit better. He can learn how the bottom reacts to all of this stuff. And then each time, the next time, have a better sense of what to do.
with this bottom. And then the great thing is with each subsequent session, um, the top will be able, he'll be able to take more and more control of the situation as a top because he knows the bottom better. So, um, uh, Jaden, any thoughts? Oh, I think you covered it. I mean, yeah, you, I agree. You can learn a lot from an experienced bottom, uh, as a, as a top. And, uh, I, I would just, I would just say, yeah, I mean, uh, communicate and, um, be careful with the belt. <laughs> the belt is, is a really hard implement to learn. And so definitely, um, yeah, practice on a pillow. Um, make sure the guy tucks his balls in, yeah. uh, depending on the position you're using. Um, but other implements are pretty self-explanatory. I mean, as far as like paddles and brushes and um, straps, I think, are, are better than belts just because they're really intended for that purpose. Yeah. Um, but most people don't just have a strap laying around. So you know, there's other sort of household influence that uh, you can use. And, and of course, your hand. Right. So yeah. there's nothing wrong with um, with that. And, and that's pretty self-explanatory to most people. Um, so. So, yeah, but go for it and enjoy it and uh, just, you know, be uh, be grateful that you, uh, you you found somebody and, and that they're willing to, uh, um, you know, do a session with you. So, yeah. So the good news is like I, that's how, that was my response to him. And then the good thing was like since the guy was the the, the bottom liked be laying on the bed to have the belt used on, which is a good position for a new top because it's, you know, you're less likely to do things like hit the balls, hit too low. All you really have to worry about is wrapping around and hitting the side of the hip and the thigh and that, and he can correct you and you'll, you'll see when you do that. So you can make adjustments. Um, so they, so that was essentially the advice I gave him. He took, you know, they went and they had a great session, uh, which is awesome. And so they're, so they've planned follow-up sessions already. So, so perfect. So as always, communication is key. Um, set, you really need to, the first time you're playing with a new person, it's good to have your fantasies, but you also need to recognize that they kind of need to be set aside a little bit so that the two of you can get to know each other as well. So, um, Richard, anything you'd like to add for the idea of like coming into this might be something that that will happen to someone who's coming, you know, someone who's into spanking, who's dealing with someone with, a, you know, who's into ABDL for the first time. Yes, uh my biggest thing uh, from hearing your conversation is that you can also learn how to spank by being spanked by feeling how yeah. watching them carefully yeah. how they're spanking you and just because you're not doing the one spank being the spanker doesn't mean that you can learn from the spanker that's teaching you because i have several sessions where a spanker was spanking me and i noticed some subtle details of him uh, putting his hands on my neck or him getting me into my headspace that i really actually loved and implement in my life because I am actually starting to be the spanker nowadays. And for ABDLs, it's like you said, it's all about communication. And no matter what experience level that you have, the communication is the main key for you to have a session that is ideal for you. Yeah. All right. Okay, and with that, we will wrap up uh, this episode. Uh, I want to thank uh, Jaden and Richard for being on here. Um, Richard, how do folks get in touch with you if they want to talk to you? So if you want to get in touch with me, I actually have a Spank This Hookus profile. It's M-O-J-O-Y-U-223. Or I also have a Diaper Boys profile, MojoU94 at um, diaperboys.com. And, uh, of course, Jaden, how do folks get in touch with you? 
Yeah, so my profile is WAPS, W-H-A-P-P-Z, uh, just about everywhere. I'm on Spankless Hookups, WAPS, of course, Recon, uh, and Diaper Boys. Uh, and Diaper Boys is, is diaper and then a dash and then B-O-I-S dot com if you're looking for it. Okay. All right. And as always, I am uh, Red SPK Scott on Spank This Hookups, Red Spank Scott elsewhere, and I'm also now Hotbot Scott if you if you want to threaten to beat my ass. Uh, on on uh, several profiles. Um, and so thanks very much uh, for Jaden, for Richard, for having you on here. I am looking forward to seeing more of the ABDL community interacting with the Spanking community. Uh, and I hope we hope we see more ways for uh, people in the Spanking to connect with people uh, with other fetishes. So uh, once again, thank you very much and uh, see you all next time. Uh, and once again, oh, if, and as always, if you're interested, if you have any questions about Hot Seat Retreat, hit me up or hit Jaden up, and we'll be happy to answer any questions you may have. And we hope to see a bunch of you out there in March.